We welcome you to the Tabernacle Podcast, brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit our website, tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. You can find other sermons like this one on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. It is our prayer that God has used this message to be an encouragement to your heart. Hebrews chapter 11. And the design of this chapter, of course, is not only to explain faith, but also to give us examples of those who seemingly did the impossible. How did they do that? Uh, by simple faith. Uh, many would in, uh, entitle this chapter, and you've heard it often said, of the heroes of the faith. Uh, the very name of the book of Hebrews indicates that this letter was written, no doubt, to these Jewish people, uh, most who had placed their faith uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we're not certain who the writer is of the book of Hebrews. Many would guess that it's the Apostle Paul, and many times maybe I've even said that myself. Uh, but he's reminding these believers uh, that they can rest upon the promises of God. Uh, they can rest completely uh, on their faith uh, for salvation. Uh, I'm glad that we're saved by grace plus nothing. And knowing again that by our faith uh, we walk, uh, not by sight, but by faith. And we find examples here of those who did just that. Uh, we must be reminded that there's not two ways uh, for salvation. Uh, there's only one way. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father uh, but by me. And we're saved by grace through faith. Uh, not of works, the Bible says, lest any man uh, should boast. The Old Testament, and I love to read the Old Testament, points us and, to salvation, but it does not talk about salvation by works. It only points us uh, to the God of salvation. And again, that's by simple faith. Let's read together this, these few verses. If you'll pick up in verse number 8, and we'll read down through verse number 12. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should afterward receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. And therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead and so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. We find in this passage of scripture about Abraham who trusted of the Lord himself, simple by simple faith, by simple faith. Would you write down a couple of things as we get into this thought for this evening? And when you think about pleasing God, there's only one way to please God, and that's by faith, as we follow him by simple obedience. And by faith, we understand that this is the way that we're reconciled to God, and not by what we have done, but by what he's done for us on Calvary's cross. When we think about faith, faith is the only way to enter into a right relationship with Him. Would you write this one down? Faith is not guessing at the will of God. 
Faith is not guessing at the will of God. It's by simple obedience. And then faith is hearing from God and believing God by simple faith. I remember very well, very distinctly, and I've been thinking about that over the last several weeks. We've had the privilege to pastor the Cranberry Baptist Church for 33 years and three months. And God led us just to step aside and allow a new man to come in and pastor the church. We brought him in. He's been with us for almost three years. And when they voted on Brother Cormick, and he received 100% of the vote. And I said to him later, if I had known that, that you were going to get 100%, I would have voted against you. <laughs> Just so that you would think somebody in the congregation really doesn't want me here. But he received 100% of the vote. I realize again that God's orchestrated all of this as we yield to him. I've seen so many pastors just stay and stay and no one asked us to leave, uh, but we just stepped out by faith. Uh, we did not realize what was gonna take place when we sent out a letter to say, we're stepping down to our missionaries and pastor friends. And it's been quite busy over the last three months. And we probably preached more the last three months than we did the last six months at Cranberry. But God's been so good and opened so many doors and we thank the Lord for what he's doing. But I realized in this stage of our life, as retirement, uh, that we're still walking by faith. Uh, when I trusted Christ as a, a young man, trusting Christ as an 18-year-old boy, I did so by faith and asked Christ to come into my heart. And he saved me, and he saved me forever. Uh, but along the way, I realized that God had something that he wanted me to do. And I found a long time ago that you'll never know the will of God until you're just obedient to what you know to do. And the preacher would preach about soul winning, so I came out on soul winning. Uh, the preacher would uh, preach about uh, being uh, faithful to the church, and we were faithful to the church. Uh, find your place to serve, we found a place to serve. And uh, began ushering first and singing in the choir, and then uh, teaching a Sunday school class, and just be faithful uh, to what you know to do. And the Bible reminds us over and over again, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Would you write this statement down? Faith is taking God at his word. Faith is not responding to our emotions, our feelings, our miracles, or even signs. Faith, again, is taking God at his word. Real faith is obeying in spite of our circumstances or our consequences. Faith, again, in spite of our circumstances. And so we find in this passage of Scripture great examples of those who trusted the Lord and walked by faith. But we want to look at verse number 8. And the Bible says, By faith Abraham, when it was called to go, that would be the message title if you're making a note, called to go. And the truth of it is all of us have been called to go. You say, well, God's not called me to do anything. Oh, no. If you're a child of God, God's called you. He's chosen you, remember? You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, John 15, 16. And so we understand that the Lord has a plan for all of us. Uh, what an example that we find in this passage of Scripture, and I particularly like Abraham. Uh, would you write two or three things down as we look at this thought 
Abraham obeyed not knowing where he was going in verse number 8. He did not know where he was going. Secondly, Abraham did not know how. And we find in verses 11 through 12 that Sarah's 90 years of age. Abraham's 100 plus, and they're going to have a child? How is that going to happen? Well, I want you to know nothing is impossible with God. And so we recognize that Abraham obeyed not knowing where he was going. He obeyed not knowing how he would bear a son. And then we find verses 13 through 16 that he obeyed not knowing when this was going to take place. And then we find in verses 17 through 19, uh, just to give an outline, that he obeyed not knowing why this would take place. When he was to offer up his only begotten son, Isaac, the child that he prayed for, now he was to offer him up and give him back to the Lord. And the Lord was testing again, no doubt his faith, but yet he obeyed. It's an amazing thought. Not knowing where, not knowing how, not knowing when, and not knowing why. All found in these verses. But we go back to verse number 8, and we see again this phrase that he was called to go. Would you write it down? Abraham was receptive to the voice of God. He was receptive to the voice of God. And he listened, no doubt, very intently. God told Abraham that he would receive an inheritance he didn't know where, he didn't know how this was going to take place or what it was to be. But you'll notice the familiar phrase that's repeated. The Bible says, by faith, Abraham. Can you say that with me? By faith, Abraham. By faith, Abraham. Over and over again. And the Bible says, when he was called to go. The Lord Jesus Christ, again, has chosen each of us. And he's ordained us. And he desires to send us out as we walk by faith and trust Him. How do you know the will of God for your life? Just be obedient to what God has instructed you to do. Just start there. And so we find in this passage of Scripture that Abraham indeed was obedient to the Lord. We're reminded in the book of Isaiah, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. We can never understand the mind of God, but we understand God is in charge of it all. Would you say amen? And it's by following him by simple faith. I do not know you individually for the most part in this room, at least 99%. I do not know. But I understand this, that we're all Christians who have trusted Christ by simple faith. And we should have a desire to continually grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. And as we are growing, God allows us opportunities to serve Him. You have a wonderful community. You have a, a wonderful place here. And God's given you a wonderful opportunity next door in the years to come. How is all this going to come about? By simple faith. And no question about it, you're just trusting the Lord. I remember being here in a service whenever you got the, the, the answer that you were receiving this property next door. All of that is by simple faith. What has God yet to do? Not only as a church, but individually, God has a plan for all of us. Romans 10, 17 says clearly, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by of the Word of God. Turn, if you would, please, to the book of Genesis chapter 12. As we talk about Abraham, and we'll find it here as it's described in Genesis chapter 12, how that God made a promise to Abraham. Here in the faith chapter, it says that he by faith was called to go out. But go back to the book of Genesis chapter number 12 and notice these first three verses. The Bible says, 
Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land. And then what does he say? I will show thee. I've underscored in my Bible that those two words, I will. And you'll find it repeated. We see again when he says, I will. This is God's promise to Abraham. Verse 2, and I will make of thee a great nation. Notice, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3, and I will, there it is again, bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And verse 4, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And so the question is, how does God speak to us? God spoke to Abraham, and he said repeatedly, I will, I will, I will. Again, remember this, never repeat. I said never repeat for emphasis, amen? And so we find that the Lord says, I will. Think of all the blessings that God has bestowed upon us. And think of all the promises when the Lord says, for example, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The Lord Jesus Christ promised us that he would always go with us. So how does God speak to us? Oh, we must hear God. How does God speak to us? The Hebrew people knew that God existed and that God had spoken to them not only through the prophets, but different ways. God spoke to Moses. And we, the results of that are, the thundering and the lightning, God was speaking to him through the burning bush. God spoke again to him through the pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night. He spoke to Jacob through an angelic messenger. He spoke to Elijah through a still small voice, not an earthquake, not a fire, but a still small voice. He spoke to Ezekiel by visions of the voice of the Almighty. He spoke to Daniel through the dreams. He spoke to the three Hebrew children. God appeared in the fiery furnace and God spoke to them. And may I say, God spoke to Saul on the road to Damascus. God spoke to Simon Peter upon the rooftop. An angel comes to him. The question is for us, are you listening? Are you listening? Oh, I heard my mama say that a lot. Roger, are you listening? Roger, did you hear me? Are you listening? And oftentimes I believe the Lord just stops us in our tracks and says, are you listening? We often wonder why things happen as they do, but God has a plan in a law. And I discovered many years ago that oftentimes God takes good circumstances and sometimes bad circumstances to get our attention and to draw us closer to himself. Are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> I can hear my mommy say, are you listening to me? My mommy would say, the good Lord gave you two ears and one mouth. That means you're to listen twice as much as you're to talk. Are you listening? And oftentimes we just want to talk to the Lord and pray to the Lord and ask the Lord for more. But many times through that still small voice, God is speaking to us. And even when we do not get the answer that we desire, God is still speaking to us. The faith chapter only embraces it more and reminds us as we read in this very first, this verse that we read, verse number eight, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go. I've underscored called to go or highlighted it, and then I've underlined the word, the last 
not the last word, but the next to the last word and that last one, your Bible is probably different than mine, obeyed. Would you underscore the word obeyed? Called to go, obeyed. Called to go, obeyed. And just being obedient to what God has given each of us uh, to do. In John 14, verse 26, the Lord Jesus Christ said, He shall teach you all things, talking about the Comforter, uh, which again, He's speaking of the Holy Ghost, that the Father would send in my name. And He says, He shall teach you all things. I'm thankful that we have God's Word as God speaks to us, but we have the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, that lives and dwells in us, and He desires to teach us and to guide us and to lead us into all truths. Would you take your Bibles, please, and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. And we'll pick up in verse number 9. And the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his what? Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God. There it is, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The Holy Spirit that lives and dwells in us. The Bible uses some strong words when he talks about the Holy Spirit lusteth to envy, to do for us, to guide us, to teach us. And many times he has to do some things to get our attention. And the Holy Spirit, again, is speaking to us. Notice in verse 14 of 1 Corinthians 2. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. I love reading and studying after Adrian Rogers. Adrian Rogers says the Old Testament characters, before they had the Bible, before they knew what we know about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, had to wait for God to break in through some great revelation or some vision or some sign. And you and I have the Word of God that we can read and study to find God's will for our life and the Holy Spirit that lives and dwells within us and to guide us into all truth and to teach us and to lead us. So the question is, how can you know and how can I know of the will of God? This morning I shared briefly when God was calling me to preach. And I remember the first message that I preached was Saul on the road to Damascus, Acts chapter 9. And the Lord spoke to him on the road through a dramatic way. And from that text, I remember preaching, are you listening? Are you listening? That's been years ago. But still today, the Lord reminds me, are you listening? Are you listening? 
And there's times that all of us, we may get an unexpected bill or some accident happens or something that we were not expecting happens and we say, how are we going to do this? What do we do now? Oh, it's just about trusting the Lord. Just trust in the Lord. And all the ways, acknowledge Him, right? Trust in the Lord. And knowing again that we walk and we're walking by faith and not by sight, and the Holy Spirit speaks to us and guides us. But oftentimes, you know, when you understand that you can't find the will of God, maybe we're just not listening. But again, may I repeat it? You'll never know the will of God until you do the will of God. But by listening to His voice, but you'll never hear His voice if you never spend time with Him. We hear His voice when we read the Word of God. And you'll never hear Him clearly if there's some interference in my reception. Living out in the country before we had cable, Reminded me of the antenna days. Takes me all the way back even when I was a kid. We had the remote antenna where, you know, you could control it from the TV set before we had cable. And to get the right reception, it had to be pointed the right direction. But I remember the days, and these kids have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, but all of us old folks know what rabbit ears are, right? We all know what rabbit ears are. How many know what rabbit ears are, all right? How many do not have a clue other than a bunny rabbit? I'm talking about rabbit ears on a TV set. And I remember my dad going down to the kitchen and getting the aluminum foil and pulling that out and, and sticking that on those rabbit ears and trying to get some more reception, you know. And I remember when we got our first antenna, we did not have that remote control. Well, it was kind of like remote control, but it was me up on the roof and Daddy hollering at me. He said, turn it the other way. No, no, north. We was trying to get Channel 4, W-O-A-Y, No Kill, West Virginia. You had to turn it toward the towers. And we know what I'm talking about. These kids look around like, well, what are they talking about? You know, they're into serious radio and cable TV and all of that. But we're talking about trying to get reception. And, but if there was some interference, the reception didn't come in real good. Watching the real McCoys on a black and white TV set about this big and everybody gathered around, you know. But the reception oftentimes would come and go. Sometimes I realize when I'm talking to the Lord that the reception doesn't seem to be as clear. Then I'm reminded that there's something in my own life, something that I need to settle with the Lord. Now, don't look at me so pious like you've never been, been praying and, and, and uh, you didn't get through and you couldn't understand what was going on. If I regard iniquity in my heart, David says, he will not hear me. And so there's some interference that's going on. It's about and giving my heart completely to the Lord. I've written down three things when we talk about interference in my reception. Uh, number one is my heart clean. Is my heart clean? And David said in Psalm 66, verse 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. If I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. If I have unconfessed sin in my life. And secondly, is my motive clear? Is my motive clear? And with that, am I in the will of God? Is this what God wants? 
We pray it so often and we end the prayer and in Jesus' name we pray these things. And may I say to these young people, that's not just some salutation, but what we're saying is everything that I've asked for above that and I pray these things in Jesus' name, we're praying for God's will. Is that correct? We're praying for God's perfect will and all of that. And so we understand that Oftentimes, if our motive is not clear, we have some ulterior motive as to what we need and what we want. Am I in the will of God? Is this what God wants? And then I, am I being controlled by the Holy Spirit? Am I walking in the Spirit? Am I under His control? He desires, again, to influence us. He desires, when He says strong language, He lusteth the envy, meaning He wants to control all of us. If you're a born-again Christian, I ask you this question, can we respond just by resounding amen? If we're a born-again Christian, would we shout it out that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within us? Would you say amen? He lives and dwells in us. But oftentimes, I just go my own way. I'm doing my own thing. I have my agenda and fail to speak and to consult the Holy Spirit, the person, the third person of the Trinity that lives and dwells within me. What happens as a Christian if we do something that's out of the will of God? What does the Lord do? Well, we all like to go see the boys play basketball. And oftentimes, whenever the boys, whether it's Grant or Micah playing basketball, and even the girls playing basketball and volleyball at the Christian school, Mama and Papa are always there, right on the front line. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, I get a little frustrated because the ref didn't call a foul. But then when he does catch a foul, it happens to be one of our grandchildren. I don't like that. But understand this, the Lord Jesus Christ lives and dwells within me. We're talking about the third person of the Trinity that lives and dwells within me. He's our referee. And many times he's called me out of bounds. Many times he's called a foul on me. The Holy Spirit has convicted me. And so we understand that if you get outside of the will of God, you cross some boundary, you have some unconfessed sin in your life, that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Amen. The Apostle Paul planned to go in one direction in the book of Acts chapter number 16. But the Bible says that he was forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word of God in Asia. Then he headed toward Bithynia. And the Bible says, but the Spirit suffered them not. But then in a vision, Paul saw a man and he heard a voice, did he not? And the voice said, come over to Macedonia and help us. Paul had good intentions of going one way. It was all good. But the Lord says, no, I want you to go another way. And I realize in my life that there's been many times that the Lord Jesus Christ is leading us another direction. The Bible says the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Paul responded. He was not permitted to go east, but to go west. And so mark it down in our text tonight or somewhere in your notes that Abraham was receptive to the voice of God. And then beside that, just write your own personal note. Am I being receptive to the voice of God in my life? And secondly, you'll notice in verse number eight as well, that Abraham responded to the voice of God. 
by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, should after receive her inheritance. Here's the operative word. What does it say? Obeyed and went out, not knowing whither he went. He didn't ask what's on the other side. He doesn't give any excuses. The Bible says he just obeyed. He heard and obeyed. You can go back to Genesis 12, and for sake of time, we'll not go there. And you'll find that Abraham just obeyed and followed the Lord. The question is, how do we respond to God's promises? And what will we do with our life? We'll be determined by our obedience to the Lord. Yeah. I like to play golf. I don't play very well. You can ask your pastor. He knows that. I like to shoot in the 70s and 80s. If it gets any hotter than that, I don't like to play. <laughs> <laughs> but understand this. In golf, oftentimes, if we're with our buddies, we get more than one mulligan. Oh, no, no. Get another mulligan. You get another mulligan. Don't you like to play with guys who give you mulligans? Oh, come on, get him. Well, what he's doing, keep in mind, he knows the next hole, if he needs a mulligan, you've got to give in, right? But there's no mulligans with the Lord. We don't get a mulligan in life. God calls us to serve, and then we must be obedient to the Lord. And so how we respond to God's promises will determine what God will do with our life as we give ourselves to him. So write it down, be prepared to spend the rest of your life there, wherever that is, that you're prepared to stay. Be willing to move to another area of service if that's what God is calling for. Again, Adrian Rogers, he says, you can't say, Lord, I'm building a nest. You need to pray, Lord, I'm building a nest, but if you put a thorn in it, I'm ready to go. So, yeah, we can build a nest. But again, expect the Lord to move us and be willing to go. I remember singing the song as a kid, one of my mommy's favorite songs. Many times I'd walk into the house after my father passed away, and mother would be sitting back on the sun porch, and she'd be reading her Bible, or she'd be singing or praying. And oftentimes, whenever she was singing, she'd be singing, trust and obey. Well, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. And so you see, Abraham, by faith, trusted the Lord. And the Bible says he obeyed. He didn't know how. How's this going to happen? But he just simply trusted the Lord. God gives us a choice. If you do not obey what you know to do, don't ask God to do more for you. God is, going not, God is not going to give you everything you want anyway. But he certainly is not going to bless you if we're not obedient to him. That's the point. We understand as we read this passage of Scripture that Abraham was called to go. He was receptive to the voice of God. And secondly, he responded to the voice of God. And then lastly, he respected of the voice of God. You must establish priorities in our life. Are we going to please self or are we going to please God? And it's about pleasing of the Lord. Abraham looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. 
I'm preaching to myself and reminding me of what the Lord's doing in my own life. I never planned to preach, but God changed that. I figured I'd be a pastor until I die, but God changed that. God has a way that we do not understand. God's ways are not man's ways. But when God speaks, He desires that we would follow Him and trust Him and complete obedience. I said this morning, and I'll say it again tonight, and I believe it was Dr. Tom Malone, Brother Scott, that said this, the choices we make today will determine who we are tomorrow. We all believe that. But may I go one step farther? The choices we make today also determine who our children are tomorrow. And to think about choices that we could have made and choices that we did make, I'd like to go back and get that mulligan on some things, but I can't do that over. But maybe God's teaching me to trust Him the next time and to follow Him. It's about respecting the voice of God as well. Someone said a long time ago, your attitude determines your altitude. Have you ever heard that? Well, God's will for your life, being obedient, equals God's blessings for your life. That's stronger than some Zig Ziglar quote. For it's about following the Lord that completely. Let me give you a couple of things and then I'm done. George Barner claims that in his surveys that four out of five Americans claim to be Christians. Yet what they say, what they believe, has very little to do with how they live their lives. As a nation, he says, we're drowning in drugs, wallowing in pornography, sex perversion, and now preference. Crime and immorality is only increase. Sadly, the faith that the majority of Americans say they have does not affect the way they live. Something's wrong with this kind of faith. And the Bible says again, by faith, Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He just simply obeyed. Abraham was known as a friend of God, I believe because he obeyed. Abraham was a follower of God. The Bible reminds us in this text that he followed the Lord. Abraham was a man who had faith in God. James reminds us that he was also a man that feared God. May we all keep in mind about Abraham. We're talking about the father of this great nation, but an example to us all. And I close with this simple thought. Abraham was receptive to the voice of God. Abraham responded to the voice of God and respected the voice of God. And then he retained the voice of God in his life. The Lord Jesus Christ is speaking to all of us. And may we as Christians just yield ourselves to Him completely. And knowing that God wants to do a miracle in all of our lives, it's hard to say what would happen if all of us who know Christ would just completely follow His perfect will in our lives. I don't know you folks. I just know what the Bible says to us all. He says, I want you to keep on coming. If any man come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. And what? Follow me. He said, I want you to keep on coming.
people are coming. Dr. King, a dear friend to us all, he speaks about a vision and about a church with no vision and people with no vision. But he defines vision as this. It's getting on your heart what God has on his and knowing that God wants to do something great in all of our lives as we just simply follow him. Thank you for listening. We pray that God has used his word to speak to you today. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit us online at tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. There, you'll find additional information about our church, opportunities to partner with us financially, as well as other resources that we hope can be a help to you. May God bless you and thank you once again for listening.